Crow marketing culture and sketchy MLMs have given modern business a bad reputation. It feels harder than ever to succeed as an entrepreneur, even though we've got an abundance of info and tech right at our fingertips. If you feel frustrated running your business, stress over your sales goals, or are baffled by marketing strategies, you've come to the right place. You deserve to run a successful, sustainable business without spamming all of your friends or wasting time and money on marketing gimmicks. This is the Sell It Sister podcast, and you're going to learn how to make more money without complex systems or sleazy sales tactics. I'm Erica Tebbins, and I teach highly motivated, female, and gender expansive entrepreneurs that selling doesn't have to suck. I've been running successful businesses and teaching others how to sell smarter, earn more, and create raving fans for over 15 years. And I'm excited to share what I've learned with you. If you want success without truly serving your clients, profits without any passion, or the next get rich quick scheme, I'm not your gal. But if you're all in as an entrepreneur, want to make a difference with your work, and are ready to run a business you're proud of, then get ready to sell it, sister. As an online entrepreneur, it can feel hard as hell to get any sort of consistency when it comes to booking in new clients. And added to this frustration is often the fact that you already feel like you are living online 24 seven and doing all the things you've been told that you should do. And still you are struggling with any sort of predictability with your profits. And as an ethical entrepreneur, I know that you do not want to resort to any of those sleazy, gross, invasive, hey girl DMs. You know the ones I'm talking about. The, hey girl, let me tell you about my opportunity. Or, hey girl, let me tell you how I can help you fill your sales pipeline. It'll only cost you XYZ dollars. It's icky, it's gross, and the good news is it's completely unnecessary. I have a free training. It's shorter than your favorite Netflix show. And in under 20 minutes, you are going to learn the exact process I use for myself and with my clients to get more rad clients on repeat without having to resort to any unethical tactics, high pressure strategies, or Hey girl DMS. Simply go to bit.ly forward slash goodbye. Hey girl, that's bit.ly forward slash goodbye. Hey girl, all lowercase, all one word, and you will get instant access to this free training that is going to teach you how you can show up as your super amazing, authentic self and form real feel good connections with people on the internet in order to grow your business with ease and without sleaze. Okay. Go to bit.ly forward slash goodbye. Hey girl, get it now. So you don't forget and then enjoy the episode. Hey, welcome to the sell it sister podcast. Today's episode is going to be all about how you can refine who you are wanting to serve with your business so that you can adjust your focus and your messaging to be able to book more hell yes clients. And these are those clients that they just, you know, you send the contract and 
you get them on your calendar and you are just so excited. Like you go to the group chat, uh, you go, you know, Voxer, your bestie, you hop in, you know, your, your group program and you just are like shouting it from the rooftops. Like I just got this new client. I'm so excited about them. I, it, you know, feels like a dream come true. They're totally my ideal client. I can't wait to get started. That is a hell yes client. And actually I was just DMing with a friend this morning. It's a bit newer, um, in their business. And I was saying, you know, the, the, really the best thing you can do is just work with people. Working with people is going to give you more clarity than anything else will. Um, obviously there are things that you can think about, you can strategize, you can, you know, decide upon beforehand, but there is nothing like the clarity that you get from actually working with people. And obviously, you know, when we are first starting out, we can decide, you know, like kind of who, who do we think would be, would make the best fit client and who's like not a great fit. Right. And then from there you can, you know, like, like, um, utilize, you know, your, your sales copy and your content, your messaging, like you can do all of that to try to attract who you believe to be your best fit client and then repel a least good fit client. Right. And so then you, uh, you're doing that and then you start to get people in, you start to work with them, you start to do all that. And then there comes a point because like we evolve, our businesses evolve, everything is always evolving where you start to realize different trends. And actually, um, when I was visiting, my friend Kia of Kia knows social on Instagram. Um, I was visiting Kia young a few months ago. We actually did like a joint IG live together, um, kind of about this, but it's, it's funny. Cause it's something that it just keeps coming up in my business and my clients' businesses. And so I was like, uh, I definitely need to record on this, especially after a client of mine reached out, was telling me some of her own stories. And she's also a listener and was like, you should, you should totally talk about this. So it's like, okay, here we go. Um, but basically as you evolve and as you work with people, there are things, these, there are like these trends, these patterns, these things that you will start to notice. And you will also recognize that there are things you could not have anticipated before that now you're like, oh, this is not um, like if, a if somebody has like this thought or belief or behaves this way or whatever, they either are a great fit or they are not a great fit. Right. And so sometimes it's in those, um, clients that we don't work with, uh, the ones that, you know, we have to turn down or they turn down us where we start to go, okay, what, what was different about that than some of the really dreamy ones? And then we recognize like, oh, I know. Okay. Now I need to make another, some not huge shifts. Like we're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater here, but making some smaller shifts in our own business to make sure that, um, we are not attracting those, 
uh, those clients anymore because they are not for us going to be the ideal. Um, so I'm going to give you an exercise that you can do in order to help you clarify this for yourself. And then you can start to shift and refine your messaging. And I actually have a a recent ish episode that is on refining your messaging as well. So after you listen to this, you could go back and listen um, to that because they really uh, work well together. So what I always suggest that my clients do, and I've done this multiple times myself, is think of all of the people that you've worked with, or if you've been in business a long time, you can look back at the last like six or 12 months, depending on how many people, um, you know, you've worked with in that time. Obviously I don't necessarily, you know, we don't want to be writing out like a hundred people, but, um, you know, just write out, uh, everyone, not, not like good, bad, or, you know, otherwise, like just like literally everyone. Um, and then underneath, you are going to write out pretty much everything about them. So, uh, if, especially like, um, what kind of work they do, like if, if you're, if you're B2B, if you are, have a business, like you're an entrepreneur serving other entrepreneurs, um, it's a good thing to think about like what kind of work they do. Now, if you're B2C, this might be different depending on, uh, you know, uh, who you serve and, and what you do with them. Um, but really just thinking about these, these elements about who they are. So what kind of work they do for whom, who are they as a person, their experiences and like life circumstances, like, you know, current season of their life, anything like that, their desires and frustrations, um, what you helped them with, what felt awesome, what felt hard, etc. And this doesn't have to be things like, you know, what kind of magazines do they read and where do they go on vacation and where do they like to shop for clothes, right? Unless that directly ties into like what you help them with. Don't worry about that. Like think about just, you know, all, all of the, all of the stuff. And I'm going to give you some examples in a minute to help illustrate this. But really what you are doing here is you're looking for those patterns. You're looking for those trends. Uh, especially anything that is like the dichotomy between that awesome versus hard or sticky or not so awesome, right? Those things that felt really easy and light and fun about some of them. And then the other ones that were like, oh, this just felt really draining or um, like there was a lot of friction and not, not like in a good, like, uh, oh, this was like a fun challenge, but in a way that's like, Oh, this was, this really like drained me. Right. So we don't want to be like, we can have challenges that invigorate us or energize us and feel really fulfilling. And then we can have challenges that are really depleting and, and draining and, and not fun. And then once you, um, can see those differences, those patterns, those trends, it's good to think about smaller, more subtle details between those types of clients. So I'm going to give you some examples now. Uh, so let's say that you are a business coach. So you might realize that of the ones where you were like, 
okay, this just felt really good. This felt really like a super aligned work. It was really fun. I really loved it. I really was like getting in the groove and, uh, it just, it, it felt so, so great. Then you might realize those projects, those clients, the things that you're working on or the things that were unique to them is that they all happen to be course creators and they all happen to be already bringing in over six figures in revenue. And they already had teams or some level of support that you could, um, that they could leverage, right. That you could say like, oh, here's, you know, like, here's what we're going to do. Or like, you know, they, they decide what they're going to do. You're helping support them. And you're like, great. And how are you going to get your team involved? Right. So they had, they had that support. Um, and maybe they're also comfortable with Facebook ads, right? So they're already doing paid marketing. So on the surface, because maybe you've also worked with like all these different types of businesses, right? So product-based businesses and, um, like done for you service providers and, uh, photographers and like, like you've just in the last 12 months, like you have done the gamut, right? You've, you've worked with like earlier stage people, um, you've worked with, you know, people changing industries, like, and it's not that you hated any of your clients. It's not that any of them were bad. Uh, in fact, like, even if you loved every single person that you worked with and you were really, um, grateful for them, it's, it's not about, uh, problem clients or or anything like that. Like this doesn't even have to be a negative against any single person that you've worked with. It's really just looking at like what lights you up the most. And that might be something interesting. Like when you, when you're starting to think about like, oh, and I, I, you know, when I worked with her and I worked with her and like, I worked with her like, oh God, it was so like, I just loved it. I always look forward to the calls. I always felt exhilarated when we got off. What, like, what are the common themes, right? And that is when you notice, oh, isn't that interesting? They all had this very specific type of business making this specific amount of money and were used to paid ads and they had a support team, right? Because then what you could do, it's not that you have to, niche immediately, but you could start thinking, okay, how do I like refine what I'm doing? How do I refine my offers, my messaging, my content, any of that to bring in more of those types of people and maybe fewer of the other types of people, or you could just straight up niche down and say, oh, you know what? This offer that I have, this one-to-one coaching offer that I have, um, is now exclusively for people who meet these specific criteria, right? Doesn't mean that you hate every other entrepreneur. Doesn't mean that you didn't enjoy the ones that you worked with. You are just now realizing, oh, this is what really, really, really lights me up. So I'm going to give another example. So that's, that was like B2B. Now we're going to go with like B2C. So business to consumer. So you were a life coach and you write out all your clients for the last, you know, 
six to 12 months and you loved working with all of them, right? Maybe there was one in there that you're like, eh, I don't know. She's kind of like, I, I didn't, I didn't love chatting with her or whatever, but like overall, like you love what you do. You love your clients. You love all of that. But then you start to write down, you know, you're like Connie, blah, 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 blah. All the things about Connie, um, Sarah, blah, blah, blah. All the things about Sarah, you know, Jessica, all the things about Jessica. And you start to realize, oh, isn't that interesting? All of the ones who were, who I just loved, who I felt like we got the best transformations that we did the best work, the deepest work, um, all of that, like they were all divorced women with kids. They were all figuring out the next chapter in their life. They were all like financially comfortable or stable. They have very high achieving, um, personalities and they weren't like in a hot mess state. They just wanted expert guidance. Like they had control, like, or they had, you know, like uh, base control over the day-to-day, maybe not like the big picture, right? Cause there's like still feeling a little out of control. They want you to coach them, but they're, they're getting through the day-to-day, right? Like they're, they are, um, like moving their life forward. They're making things happen. They, um, are, you know, able to still be that high achiever and they, you know, they're working, they're, they're doing whatever they're, um, raising their kids. They're doing all of that. They just want, uh, an expert and they understand in the value of hiring an expert to coach them through this transitional phase of their life. Well, what you could do if you wanted to is again, you don't have to strictly niche on this one audience. But what you could do is maybe you're like, oh, you know what? I would really love to have an offer just for this type of client, right? Maybe that's like a group program or something, or maybe that's a course or a membership or whatever. Like you could still do your one-to-one work. You could still coach kind of whomever is, is coming through, who is a good fit in other ways, like your values and things like of that nature. Um, but maybe you do something else that is just focused on people who meet these criteria, right? That is a way that you can do this for yourself to refine what it is that you're doing and who you're speaking to and all of that. So that again, we're, we're not talking about like huge pivots here, right? We're not talking about complete, uh, like doing a complete 180 degree, um, shake up in your business. This is just about refining and again, I want to emphasize so, so much that you do not have to hate something in order to decide that you no longer want to work with that type of client. And I want to emphasize this because I think when we do hate something, it's very easy, right? It's it's very easy to see like, never again will I work with someone who X, Y, Z, right? Like something like that, right? Like if you're, um, and again, like just as a, let me put a a pin in it here, obviously, because I I know how my values and I know the values of my regular listeners and everything, like we're not talking about anything discriminatory here, right? Like if you are somebody who's like, well, like, you know, I just don't, my, my beliefs just don't align with like the LGBTQ community. So I don't want to serve them. Like, no, please, like, (laughs) please stop listening to my podcast. I don't need you in my universe, right? I'm not talking about anything discriminatory here. I mean, 
if you are like, I am a brand designer and I, every time I do somebody's very first brand, I don't care if they're like totally fine with my higher rates. It's not fun. It it has nothing to do with them as a human. It's just like, they don't, they, they don't know how to answer the questions well enough yet. Um, to make my part of my like side of this, my job in all of this, um, as easy and fun as it can be, it feels like way too much effort. Uh, and it's just not fun and I don't like it. Right. That is something where you can say like, oh, isn't that intriguing that whenever it is, you know, somebody getting their first brand design and they're a newer entrepreneur that even if I love them as a person, the project just is not, it's not fun for me as somebody who is more well-established and can, um, answer like the initial intake form a lot more easily. And they kind of understand the process and all of that, right? Like that is something where you can go, I'm drawing a line in the sand now, and maybe, maybe you come out with something different. Maybe it's a course, maybe it's, you know, a group program, maybe it's something else that you do so that you could still support newer entrepreneurs, because maybe you still really want to be able to support them, but you can draw a line in the sand and say, for my done for you brand, uh, work, I only work with people who meet these criteria that, you know, specifically would mean that those brand new entrepreneurs are not fitting into that criteria. Right. So that's sort of what I mean about like making that uh, distinction. Um, so again, that's when that can be one of those distinctions that is a lot easier to see because you're like, this feels like it's no good. Every time, every time I work with this type of person, um, I I just don't love it. Like it's easier to go. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm putting up, I'm putting healthy boundaries for myself around that type of work. It's a lot harder when you don't hate it, right? When it doesn't feel awful, when it just feels kind of meh, because then you're like, well, I feel like I should, like, I'm able to help them. I feel like I should help them. Right. And it can be a little harder. I feel like for ourselves, for a lot of us to put that boundary into place because also not for nothing, it feels like leave potentially leaving money on the table. Right. Um, And so I'll give you an example of my own business. So I have a lot of experience with product-based businesses. I can really help product-based businesses. I have tons of knowledge. I have tons of experience. I've worked with a lot of product selling people before. I love them. I love their business. It's been an absolute dream to work with them. I would not trade it for the world. Um, a lot of them, I'm still constantly shouting out, on, you know, on social, I'm shopping from them. I'm recommending them all of that. However, what I have realized over the years, especially in terms of, um, one to many containers, right? So like my group program, rebellious success, as I'm getting ready to relaunch it. And I've gone back through and I've done this exercise on my own, right? So like writing out, you know, um, every person I've served and 
and characteristics about them or whatever, so that I can refine it so that it's easier for future rounds for the most perfect fit people. Um, the people who are going to get the best like results, transformation, like it's going to be most worth their investment, all of that. Like, how can I refine that? Because at the end of the day, like being in alignment with my own value of integrity, I don't want to just like, quote unquote, collect clients, right. And their, and their money, right. I'm, I'm not just trying to cast a wide net and be like, woohoo, uh, you know, let me just take in as many people as I possibly can. And like, uh, you know, celebrate my bank account and who cares if it's not the right fit for them. Right. Like, no, I don't want people investing in things of mine that are not the right investment that feels out of integrity for me, even if they're happy to pay it. Right. Even if I love them as a human, even if I love working with them, all of that, again, there's no, there's nothing negative about it. It's just that like, I know that certain support containers aren't right for certain people for certain reasons. And I don't want to, again, just be making money for the sake of making money. Um, and so what in that, what I realized is that yes, while there are things you can learn from that container, uh, from the rebellious success program as a product-based seller, you can absolutely take what I teach and you can implement it and you can see results. However, some of the difference between the industries makes it so that there would need to be multiple modifications for a product seller to make it work. For instance, when I'm talking about offer design and pricing and things like that, because I have experience in both service and product-based businesses, there is a natural cap in the world of products with pricing and packaging and all like marketing, all of that, that is different than in the world of service base. And while there is some overlap conceptually, at the end of the day, somebody who is like making and selling candles, I can't just say, oh, well, if this is how much money you're currently making and this is how much you want to make and whatever, oh, I know, just come out with a line of $100 candles and sell those and you can make up your revenue difference, whatever. Are there people out there who buy $100 candles? Yes. Is it going to be a bit more challenging to help a product-based seller create, market, and sell $100 candles to fix their revenue problem? Also. Yes. Right. So again, it does not feel in integrity for me to say, Hey, this rebellious success program is just open to anyone. Like if you have a business and you are established and you want to make more money sustainably, like come on in here because I personally know that it is going to be harder for that person to take everything I teach in there and implement it uh, quickly without a lot of those 
modifications, right? It's not that I don't want them to succeed. I obviously do. It's not that I can't help them in some other container or, you know, form or fashion or whatever. It's just that it doesn't make sense for that container. I don't feel like it is the best use of their time, their money, their energy, their attention, um, to be in a, in a program like that. So the next time, like when it launches, um, shortly soon, like in the upcoming, um, this fall, that is going to be a distinction that I make on the sales page, uh, and on like the application and things like that. So that is just like, I wanted to give an actual real life example again of, it's not something that's a negative. It's not that I hate them. It's not, it's not anything like that. It's just that as I have gotten the clarity from working with clients, again, like taking it all the way back to the beginning, as I've got the clarity from working with different clients in different capacities and different containers and, you know, all of this, I have refined who is a hell yes client for me over the years. Cause I have also evolved too. I have learned more. I have seen more. I have experienced more. And so it's understandable and it's natural that we would evolve as time goes on. And again, this doesn't mean that anything is, you know, you're being bad or wrong or exclusionary or, um, or that you're going to have to do so much work to like scrap everything and start over. It's none of that. It's just merely realizing how can I be in integrity with myself that I am showing up for the people who are going to get the best results from this offer that I have and ensuring that I am only speaking to them and not worrying about trying to speak to everyone else. Because at the end of the day, you know, we can't, we cannot be everything to everyone. We have to hone in. We don't necessarily have to like hyper niche, but we have to, we have to hone in Um, We have to have intentional messaging. We can't just like be vanilla um, because that ends up forcing us to work a lot harder than we have to. And it's really confusing for other people. And it um, makes sales conversations really uh, sticky and and all sorts of stuff. So that is, that's my take on it. Brain dump out everyone that you've worked with, write everything about them you can think of, look for themes think about the ones that were felt especially great and the ones that felt kind of blah, um, or neutral, see what comes up and then take that data and refine from there, whether that is just general overall messaging or messaging for certain offers or creating new offers, etc. If you have any questions with this, uh, simply come on over to Instagram at Erica Tebbins consulting. I would love it if you say, hi, you can screenshot this, post it, tag me, let me know you're listening, or you can just find me on my website, send me an email, um, anything like that. I'm always happy to answer questions. Cause I know that this can be, um, really tricky. And if you are listening to this and you're like, but I haven't worked with enough people yet, just give it your best guess, work with people, just start working with people, 
you're, it's likely that you'll probably undercharge at first. This is okay. Like it's likely that things will be a little messy and you'll be a little all over the place. That's okay. Again, the clarity will come from the action. Once you have the clarity of working with people, then you can refine and you are going to repeat this process, um, pretty much kind of on and on, uh, throughout the life of your business, even though it might not be large shifts later on, it can just be subtle things that will come up here and there that you will notice, um, over time, uh, that you can infuse into your copy, into your messaging, into your offers, um, et cetera. But this is just a normal part of doing business. So as always, thank you for listening and happy selling. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the sell it sister podcast. If you loved it and you want more, be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And then head on over to sellitsisterhood.com to join my free Facebook community group. And as your mama said, sharing is caring. So if you got a lot of value out of this episode, be sure to share it with your biz besties too, okay? Now get out there and sell it, sister.